Welcome to the 432nd consecutive release of Cinema PsyOps. I'm your host, Court, the guy who's immediately regretting using the word release when he introduces the show, and laughing at me in the background is my co-host, Matt. <laughs> release. You're dirty. You're dirty bird. Uh, like three weeks now, four weeks or more, and this is going to constitute like six weeks, right? We've done six of these movies so far, right? Does that of sound the, about right? Most awesome movie franchises ever. Yeah. Um, I didn't find one in the next two that we're going to be talking about that necessarily tops Emmanuel in Bangkok for sheer audacity and sexual content, but uh, I yeah. did find one that is a little bit more my, you know, hello, come to Jesus moment, uh, and that's when you're doing your notes next week, so we won't be talking about that this week, unfortunately. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, I, I would assume this one would have been your type of movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, your notes. Uh, I was thinking about switching them around and then still just doing my notes first, but I'm like, nah, forget it. I'll let Matt have this. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> I, I feel like I'm a generous court in that in that case as well. Uh, yeah, we have to mention it. I don't know if you noticed it or not, but uh, did you see in the credits the name that we dread? I did not. Bruno Mattei was the editor on this piece of shit. Oh, I didn't even recognize that. <laughs> Do things make a little more sense as to why this film made absolutely no sense <laughs> now that I've said that to you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I get it. Now it makes a lot more sense to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is, uh, we talked about this. Um, Laura Jemsner, unfortunately, was in a lot of not really great Italian films, and that's what I would submit to you as one of them. It's not even really an Emmanuel film. They make it an Emmanuel film in the Italian with subtitles, but in the English language dub, she's just called Laura the whole way through the movie. Oh, so hmm. I refer to her as kind of both in my notes, um, just to give everybody fair warning, because one, I was stoned when I wrote them and extremely tired because I only got a few hours sleep last night. And two, I saw Bruno Mattei's name and instantly stopped giving a fuck. Yeah, I, I don't blame you for that. It's an unhealthy Jesus reaction Christ. that I can't help but have. Um, that's what's going to happen. Anytime he sneaks his way back onto this, this show, the string is going to go out of both of our spines, because I already hear you not wanting to talk about this movie knowing Bruno Mattei was involved. Yeah, I'm not in. <laughs> well, why don't we just try and soldier on through for the audience because they want to hear us suffer and they got a sneaky Matei movie in on us. Yeah, right. Bastards. At least he didn't write it, so it's somewhat coherent, but not edited. Yeah. It's not coherently edited. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So this week on the Pirate Radio Edit, we're going to have various songs having to do with faith, the lack of faith, or how someone will use faith for sex or use sex to get people into their faith in some way, shape, or form. And then also, it's about people who are unfaithful in relationships in some way, shape, or form. Like, I really got way too deep into this. Again, I was a little stoned while doing it. Uh, up, yeah. up first on the Pirate Radio Edit is the band Minor Threat with the song Filler right after this. This'll keep you quiet. Oh, hi there. I didn't see you. You caught me cutting a new show. I'm Bo Ransdell, and I'm one of the many creators you can find on Legion Podcasts. I said quiet! My fellow podcasters and I work hard to bring you the best in horror podcasting, but that comes at a cost. What's that like to live deliciously? Not that, but also, yes. No, what I'm getting at is that there are server costs, costs for good microphones and software for editing, all the things that make our shows, you know, fun to listen to. And you can help. If you're enjoying the shows on legionpodcasts.com or in the Legion Network available on iTunes and Stitcher, just about anywhere you can download a podcast, really, you can help us out and get a little something for your trouble at patreon.com forward slash legionpodcasts. 
For just two bucks a month, you get a pair of movie commentaries exclusive to Patreon, and for five dollars, you can also join us for a monthly screening of a movie. All of that available on patreon.com forward slash Legion Podcasts. We appreciate it, and thank you for listening. Now, back to the cutting room. in at just a hair over a minute and 31 seconds is Minor Threats Filler, which is the biggest indictment of relationships and also probably a straight-edge advocate song that is bound to piss off a lot of normie straight cis folks out there that believe in love and marriage. Love and marriage. And you will knock that off right now because we're going right into my notes. So the film opens in on a quote in Italian for Black Velvet, and I don't speak Italian, so I took photos of the fucking subtitles because that's the kind of thorough person that I am. And I am no way, shape, or form killing time until I can bring up said subtitles. Which read, <laughs> Get out there. The velvet on which men's pleasure and vice lie down is as black as the night from an ancient sacred book of the Babylonians. I will now take the time to delete both of those photos because I don't want them in my life anymore. Yeah, why would you? Man, I hate that shit when I put all the shit on there. <laughs> it then cuts to a desert land of some sort as the native folk are looking around sort of suspicious of something and the title pops up in Italian with subtitles. Once again, Black Velvet. A man walks a rose on a pillow up to what appears to be a palace on a hill as a woman stares out from a window in a black nightgown. It's a handsome nightcoat. (laughs) The music sounds like it was lifted out of Cannibal Holocaust, and that is what's playing in the background as she has brought a coffee, and the name Bruno Mattei pops up as the editor at the start of the movie, and I want to fucking die now. I even wrote that in my notes. (laughs) (laughs) And now we can die. We are told through dialogue, a morning widow sends a rose to her dead husband's grave every morning by the lady drinking coffee that was once staring out the window. Then we are treated to her bathing 
bathing and demanding incense be cast over her by a manservant while doing it. This cuts to an incoming boat and then the woman being showered and dried off by her manservant as well. I mean, if you're into this nudity, that's all thank you movies. But I didn't. Yeah. I felt uncomfortable because the manservant looked like he may have been an indentured manservant sex slave. And I was not down with that. No. Yeah. You know, they get forced. I mean, if he's into it, though, then, you know, that's good for him. Yeah. I think it's like this weird sexual dynamic thing that the family plays where he likes to be subservient and that's his kink. Um, that's hey, how man, I started I, taking it. And now I'm OK with how they treat him by thinking it that's yeah. the case. It's not like it weird about how people enjoy themselves. Right. I got no judgments, no judgments at all. But I want yeah. him to be a willing participant in his own humiliation. Get what I'm saying? That's also true. Yeah. yeah. The woman in the window has a daughter and they expect Emmanuel and Carlo to show up, which they say in the Italian subtitles, even though we hear them as Laura in the English language version. This is cut to the window woman being carried to bed and given a nude rub down by her manservant. She flips over and the two cash in their tickets to Pound Town as the film cuts away to Emmanuel in a Jeep. We finally have some fucking dialogue I can use. That's our first clip. Oh, no, not again. She's got a compass about giving to the crew. Unless I watch out, she would give away everything she has, even in her own clothes. Why don't you just let her go ahead? I'm sure she looks better without anything on anyway. Stop, stop here. Laura, get ready. What are we stopping for? Don't worry. Ugh, how horrible. What's so interesting? Let's go. Ah, shut up. Come on now. Okay. Come on, Laura. Come on, move, you ass. If you don't go near it, how the heck can I take a picture, you idiot? Come on. Sit there. Sit down there. Come on. Okay? Good. Ready? Hold it. It smells. I know. Don't worry about it. Okay. Okay, like that. Now lie down. Down. Next to the dog. And try to look natural, you bitch. Okay, that's good. Yeah. Take off your dress. Take off your fucking dress. And smile. Like that. Don't I may have to teach you how to smile, too, for Christ's sakes. Jesus Christ, you think it was difficult? Smile, goddammit, Laura, smile. And hold it. Take it off. Ah, uh, uh, that's better. <laughs> now get up. Get up, that's it. Up, up. Now make a bridge. A bridge. Bend backward. What do you mean? Backward. Like that. Go on. Come on, don't shake. Fuck your bloody idiot. Stay there. Stay there. There. That's good. That's better. Okay. Go on! Bend over more if you can. More! Okay, stay where you are. Jesus, Lord, I say smile! Okay, push yourself like a dancer. A dancer! You know how to dance, don't you? You bullshit artist! Move! Move! You know, like a dancer, for fuck's sake. Okay, okay. Hold it like that, don't move. Now lean down. Good. That's more. That's beautiful. It stings. I can't stand it anymore. That's tough shit, because I haven't finished yet. Now lie down next to it. Okay. Okay, now look up. But put on a smile. Put on a smile, for God's sake. Lie down and look towards me. Yeah, like that. 
closer to the dog. Try to look like you're enjoying or something. You understand? Come on, smile! I think I'm going to throw up. Well, go on then. It's all included in the price. Okay, let's go. This photographer is a brutal piece of shit in this clip, and it ruins the nudity, but it illustrates exactly what Laura probably went through making these movies for some of these fucking assholes. Yeah, disgusting people. I had to suffer through listening to that and or watching it. So do you for the clips. Mean. <laughs> the clip ends with her being abandoned by the asshat, walking back mostly nude in a robe. So that's a thank you movie, I guess. It cuts to another conversation in Italian where the window woman laments her failed love interests and separation from her daughter. Sounds like a midlife crisis, really, and I can see why it was cut out of the English language version. Snore, snore, snore. Snore, 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 snore. It cuts, snore. <laughs> it cuts from this to a rather young Al Cliver leading a cult in the desert. Fucking dialogue that's useful clip. When will you lead us to the holy place? It is there that you promised to show us the face of God. our journey so that you could go and stay in that house but now we must continue the holy places are everywhere it is up to you to go out and find them if you all have enough faith go where I've thrown that handful of sand and don't you stop and don't come back Till you found out where the sun and the wind blown it. Why did you leave me last night? You know very well I don't like to sleep alone. Do I have to spend the whole time looking for you? What about like just for once, giving me a little attention? I'm fed up with your wasting your time with those children. I came here to pray. Do you believe that? I think that you're avoiding the issue. I know that you're not happy. You're just waiting for the chance to get away. Why do you follow me? Why do you always look for me? I know very well where to go. I know where peace is. Now 
Now that the sun is high over the horizon, take my vital force. Touch the great star. I'm his most humble root. It is the gift of the sun. Remember that. There is a place for all of us. She goes down on him during that speech about his vital source, meaning eating his fuck, I guess. That's because <laughs> it ends with her face covered in what looks like his cum. I mean, they're not even being subtle about it at all. Nope, nope, not even, uh, not even a little bit. I guess this dude really needs religion to trick his way into getting sloppy head in a desert. I mean, I didn't realize that it was that hard to get sloppy yeah, head right? in the desert, that you need to create an entire religion just to pull that off. <laughs> hey, man, listen, some people may need help. Yeah. What a bunch of shit. All right, they cut from yep. that to Laura slash Emmanuel arriving and checking out the place with everyone. Laura slash Emmanuel asks for the smallest room in the house for some reason, and they cut to the group greeting the head-giving woman in the window, and that is our next clip. This time I see you, you're more beautiful than ever. Laura. How beautiful. My luggage. Did they get it all from the boat? Oh, excuse me. There are many very precious things in those bags. Mirror, perfume. Please take great care. No, no, Laura, this is Horatio. He spends the winter here. Laura is the world's most famous model. I see. I didn't know such beautiful Christmas trees grew in Egypt. They didn't grow in Egypt, darling. I had them air freighted here. All the way from Sweden. That shitty little plutocratic double talk was the end of the first 20 minutes. Oof, yeah, a lot of shit. <laughs> Real fucking terrible. <laughs> yeah, there's there's nothing to talk about. Everything that's happening is just this bunch of nihilistic, empty, vapid, including Laura's character for the most part, allowing yeah. herself to just be abused without even like any repercussions or thoughts because that's her supposed husband, which by the way, that's played by her real husband in real life. So the really sketchy, gross sex stuff that ends up happening with them in a lot of these movies makes you kind of wonder what their relationship might have even been like offset when uh, things happened the way that they did in the films. Like, well, I mean, I guess one thing you'd be like, uh, maybe it was, uh, I don't know, fuck, I'm trying to think, maybe maybe that's just what they were told to do in that acting, and they're like, well, I don't really want to do this, this is terrible. <laughs> yeah, but still, that's you have to treat your wife so roughly. Um, I don't know if I would be capable of doing Doing such a thing even in acting um yeah we're not actors well i can do that to pretty much anybody else on the planet and make it acting and i think i'd be fine i just don't yeah. think that i could do that towards my own wife yeah i got you like i just i mean i just don't think i could do it either so i mean you're not wrong it's just i don't yeah. want to let that side of me out at anybody even if it is in an acting sense where i am just simulating feeling that vile yeah yeah right <laughs> Anyway, it's just something that I thought about where I'm like, wow, that's fucking weird. And it's like the same, this Carlo guy is the same guy that was the asshole anthropologist guy, right? In Emmanuel in Bangkok, wasn't it? It was the same actor, wasn't it? Yeah, I want to say it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly the same guy. And he's, he's in, in a lot of her movies with her. So I think that's the whole team up. Yeah, well, they, I mean. I, I believe, isn't he the same, this is the same guy in the movie I'm doing next week? I believe so. Yeah, he's like, he is. Yeah, so it's, he's, yeah. he's been her love interest in almost everything, which it makes sense. You hire him 
them both. You get them yeah. both on screen. They're comfortable doing sexual things and being naked together because they're used to it. They can do it on camera because they're going to be more comfortable together. And uh, they're already a couple. And I just have to state that if that's, I'm pretty sure that's the guy that married her. And uh, that is the lucky motherfucker who got to mm. be with Laura Gems. What a lucky dude. His, uh, the bulk of his life. I don't know how long they were married for, but I guarantee it was a lot longer than he really had any right to be. <laughs> Anyone has any right to be. <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely true. You just want to move on to the next 20. I'm fucking done with this. Yeah, uh, let's go. Let's uh, just let's try to get through this shit, huh? Yeah. The second 20 starts with our next clip. I bet you'd look real good. Well, you can try it anyway. Now, I think it really suits you. Hmm. Whoa. Oh. <gasps> Ooh. Yeah. Ali, go down there. I want to show you something. Now say after me, that's not for me. That is not for me. Repeat, that's not for me. That is that's not, not for me. me. That is not Understand for me? me. Get it, you dumb dumb? For me. You see what I mean, huh? For me. <laughs> And you're not going to get it. <laughs> Go on, keep that saying it. Not for me. Not for me. Not for me. Yeah. Get the message, stupid? Not for me. It's not for me. not for me. Yeah, keep going. You can tell that to mummy. That is not for me. Repeat, that's not for me. That is not not for me. me. That is me. And now, music for me. I know what you want now. (laughs) That's it. That's it. You got it. That's not for me. Okay, so the daughter of the woman in the window shakes her vag at the guy in the clip after she forces him to give her a piggyback ride where she's basically rubbing her vag across the back of his neck, sitting on his shoulders, and then like throwing her dress over his face so that he can't see. And then at one point in time, mimicking that he is a horse by dragging her belt underneath his chin and pulling up, which really seemed to make him feel very uncomfortable and demeaned. And if this is not the sort of thing that he's actually into, this is horrible the way 
way he is being treated. Yeah, definitely. Just pretty freaking terrible. You hear not her good. force him to repeat the phrase that this is not for him while she's dancing naked in front of him, shaking her vag at him and us and almost making us repeat that this is not for us as well. Yeah. She goes for some kind of sex at the end of the clip and that's where they kind of cut away from that to the group traveling on camels. There's more dialogue. I'm done talking about it. That's our next clip. Hey, mommy, you hear that? Sounds like Hal is having quite a party in there. Maybe because he wants to uh, seduce your divine Horatia. You'd better watch out. The old has quite a reputation. Hello. Hal, you live like King Solomon. But I am King Solomon, my beloved Crystal. Only instead of 100 wives, I have 100 boys. I have prepared a special night for you, Crystal, and for your wonderful friends. It's a small world, don't you think? Discovering Hal Burns again in a Muslim Africa. This is for you, my dear girl. And for you. And what is your name, young man? Carlo. Here is a gift for you. I am better off here than in decrepit, pulverized old Hollywood. <laughs> and where is the divine Horatio? He's outside. Well, I have to meet him. And you, my handsome hero, aren't you going to give me homage and love? I must give you much more than homage, which is a superficial thing. I must give you happiness and joy for eternity. And now, Hassan, you see here, the favorite of all my children, will charm us with a song of love. Abandon yourselves to his sweet sound of innocence. Let us together reach the indifferentiated fullness of the sublime errors. There are no longer souls outside of the chains through which pass the vibrations of the being. You may leave us now. What the hell is he talking about? It's crazy. Eros is sublime. There is nothing but love. The clip ends in an orgy-like sequence where Al Cliver's cult leader character gets it on with two women while being embraced by the homosexual host who also wants his junk, I guess. Uh, I mean, like, he's basically fucking on them using the guy as a bed. He's They're fucking yeah. on that guy. They're fucking on the dude. Yeah. They cut from this to the young women of the orgy walking upon Laura Jemsner laying out in the sun, and things don't seem so bad. The photographer asshole is passed out on the diving board with magazines laying across various areas of him, and Al Cliver's blowjob Jesus guy is fucking about on a rock up above them while they look up. That leads to our sixth clip. You want some help with that bag? No, it's okay. You know, mommy has been waiting for it. Yeah. Okay. Hello. Hey! Don't just stand there catching flies. Take Miss P.S. bags. Thank you, Ali. Please put them in my room. But for goodness sakes, take special care of the wooden case. It's got some very fragile things inside. What's wrong? Doesn't he understand English? No. Why is he looking at me like that? Not at all. He doesn't speak English or Arabic. But if he looks at you like that, you'd better watch <laughs> out. <laughs> well, there she is. 
Better late than never, huh? Hello, Mommy. Darling. Oh, my baby. Oh, I'm so happy to see you. I'll leave you both alone now. Mommy and her favorite baby. Darling. Oh, I've gone and made you all messy. At my age, you have to avoid getting wrinkled. You wouldn't believe it, you know, but I'll be soon a plain old woman. You don't have any wrinkles, Mommy. You're as young and as beautiful as ever. <laughs> but changed. I don't know why, but changed. And Magda, too. She's changed. I hardly recognized her. The years pass for all of us. Believe me. You can tell me. Your father. What's new now? What's he doing? Nothing. He's all right. He's working. What do you mean? He didn't give you a message for me? He did. But let's not speak about him. I've come here just for you. Who are those strange people I saw in the garden? I was hoping to find you alone. Uh, they're my house guests. They come every year. They're very nice. You'll like them. And the strange boy up on the rock, what's he doing here? Uh, he's an intellectual and he's a sort of writer. A kind of thinker. You'll get on, you'll see. <laughs> Maybe, but right now I feel so tired. I want to have a rest beside you, the way we used to, in your bed. That's all right. But whatever happened, your hair was beautiful. You had it down to here. Without your hair, you don't seem like a real girl. <laughs> Why? There are men who wear long hair. Anyway, I think it suits me. I see. <laughs> I'm so happy you came here. This is your home. And if you want to stay here, you need never go back. You know, I'm glad of one thing. And that's that you've gotten away from that idiot, Pia. That idiot father of yours. That lousy bastard who ruined my life. You know I'm fond of him. So, so why do you speak so badly of him in front of me? Were you waiting for me? No. Pia! What are you doing? Working. Uh, Allie, take off my jeans and my belt. Give me my belt. Open my blouse, but don't take it off. Jesus Christ, everybody's just telling this guy what to do and make how they're going to get pleasure from him and nobody's taking care of him at all. I mean, that's some horse shit. You gotta, I mean, come on, you gotta take care of people. People helping people. She strips down nude during this conversation with her mom, so thank you, movie. At the end of the clip, the older sister commands some sexual interaction with the manservant who somehow disappoints her and she beats him with her belt and throws him out. This film cuts... <laughs> this film cuts from that to the archaeologist's daughter with the super short hair, Laura, and the asshole photographer traveling in a jeep towards a pile of corpses. There's dialogue. I don't want to write it. That's our next clip. Hey, Laura, come on, get dressed. Shoo, 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 shoo. Okay, okay, I've seen it. Let's go. Not a pretty sight, huh? How come all this dead man? A raid? An attack on a caravan? Hey. In danger. Whoever did this, are they likely to come back? Huh? Eh? Eh? It happened to the nomads sometime. <laughs> but doesn't anyone come to bury them? They just leave them out here in the sun? The desert is a big place. And no one uses the track that we've just come along. And without a guide like him, it is impossible to get back. Let's go, Laura. Look up. Yeah. That's great. Move over there. There. Life and death. This picture will give food for thought. Don't you think, Sophia? A bit further away. That's good. I want to go. Ah, come off it, Pia. To see a few people dead is not so bad. I want to go. You think it's sad? Disgusting? It's educational. Let's go now. It makes you happier to be alive. Go over there. There. See? That's it. Okay. Hold it. Laura, wake up. Be alive for God's sake. 
Oh, I don't feel well. What do you mean you don't feel well? You see, if you dead people and you tell me you don't want to work, what am I supposed to do? Smile. Why are you doing this to me? Come on, just one more shot. Hey, I've got a great idea. Put this on, okay? We'll do some more with you up by the camel. You know what I mean? Huh? That's it. Great. Okay, you're fine. Now let's try it again. Huh? Right, just one more. Okay? Let's get it. That's good. That's good. What's wrong? I think I'm going to faint. <laughs> now both of you stay right there, like that. No! I won't! Are you crazy? Yes! Take it. Keep it and fuck you! Laura! Come on, Laura. Hey, Laura. Where do you think you're going, you stupid bitch? You're losing time, you dumb cunt. Bastard! Pia, why don't you come too? Screw you! Well, get lost and fuck you! Son of a bitch! Oh, Laura, I, I promise I won't shout. I'm sorry, okay? Oh. I, I'm really sorry, do you hear me? What's the matter with you? I say to forget, okay? Laura, do you hear me? That's enough now. That's enough. That's... <laughs> Bitch, I'll teach you. Now you're gonna see. Why are you so hysterical, huh? Just because of some dead bodies? Fuck you. You want it now? You want it now? Why don't you take that off, you bitch? Huh? The photographer asshole begins a photo shoot of Laura posing with the corpses during the clip. She is in various states of disrobe, but this is hard to enjoy because of how this asshole treats her. It's not exactly a thank you movie. His abusive gaslighting and assault we hear at the end for sure kill any enjoyment we could have possibly had at any point in time. Fuck you, yeah. movie. We don't need rape in a fuck film. Stop fucking doing this. Please. Uh, just We don't need it. It's fucking terrible. And that's exactly what we are forced to endure as he rapes her on the sands of the desert surrounded by a massacred group of people. This film even does the horrific thing of the victim turning around and kind of liking it for a moment before being disgusted by him again. Fuck you, movie. Fuck you, movie. They cut away to the crew driving back after this assault as if nothing is wrong, and they continue to take orders from this fucker as he stops and demands that Laura change into her dress. He orders her to stand on a giant manure pile as the kids dump the shit around her. This is fucking time wasting filler bullshit fucking crap. Yeah, yeah, it's really terrible. <laughs> it's like it's trying to make some kind of a statement about art, but I'm just fucking tired and it's just fucking stupid. Yeah, it's real dumb. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm with you, man. It's just terrible shit. The, di uh, the dialogue does not even warrant a clip as it is nothing new other than him humiliating her and making her pose like that for photos. The only yeah, difference is this time they drive off without his sorry fucking ass and then we get a travelogue of the surrounding people and village as the youngest daughter and Laura become close shopping together in a market. This takes us to the end of the first 50 minutes and I didn't realize it, but fuck it. We got to get through this quickly. And also just, you know, good. Fuck it. I hope he dies in the desert, bitch. <laughs> 
yeah, that whole sequence was fucking gross. It really stops any momentum of anything you possibly could have been enjoying in the film. Has no point or story or anything other than they're traveling around Egypt. They saw a massacred caravan. The guy really likes forcing women to try to pretend like they enjoy posing next to things that smell awful and make them want to vomit because that's somehow his fucking art. I'm sorry. Yeah, everything gross. about this is fucking disgusting. It's edgelordness just to be edgelordness, kind of. I don't know. Yeah, I fucking hate it. Like, I really yeah. fucking hate this movie. This is by far the worst of all the ones that we've covered thus far. This is like, Yeah, this is just yeah. really bad. Nothing's good. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's a really bad movie. I mean, like, yeah, on multiple all the movies, levels. like, none yeah. of them are great, but Jesus Christ. <laughs> Let's just fucking barrel through it then, right? Yeah, let's get through it. All right, the next block of time, whatever it ends up fucking being, because I obviously don't even give a shit in my notes, starts with the asshole photographer being led on a donkey, making it two jackasses in one shot. Ah, nice. That leads to our eighth clip. Hey, how far is it to Aswan? At what time we will get there? Inshallah, I knew it. Let's go. We can't come in here. It's a private house. Oh, yeah? We'll see. Hello! <laughs> the ladies wander through this house without explanation and watch a group of four consisting of two older, larger gentlemen doing what I call Jabba the Hutting, or what Matt would call starfishing, their sexual encounter with one lady each. Yes. The pair move on to watch a native lesbian tryst, which we also watch, so this is a thank you movie. Everybody's doing what they're doing here consensually. Thank you, movie. Everyone's having a good time. A third nude woman shows up to bring the pair of ladies a drink. It looks like two coffees and then joins in on the sex. So again, I thank you movie for something I can actually enjoy. Yeah, right. Real nice. And then the film cuts to Laura and the youngest daughter getting nude and throwing down. So that is a thank you movie. And it's at this point that I realize that the youngest daughter is also the same actress that was one of the victims in House on the Edge of the Park. The one that had short hair and was forced to shower with uh, the main rapist character's guy. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but to bring it back to something that we can actually enjoy, finally some Laura Gemsner nudity that we can actually enjoy during this sequence. So all of this is a big Woo! thank you movie. Yeah, all right. Now we're talking. They cut away from it, though, to a large boat and our ninth clip. Come sta la dolce Manuel? Ha un'emicrania da romperle la testa. Ma non mi sembra una buona ragione. What happened between you and Laura? I don't know, but she's strange. But what the fuck am I supposed to do? Stay home with her? She'll get over it. Sure, okay. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Hey, you. What can you see? Everything. The living and dead people of all time gathered together. A procession carrying a temple. Two boats on the river. Look! Vadi Sabor, the submerged temple. I'm bored visiting the temples. I think I'll stay on board and go to bed. Well, I'm staying too. Please send me something to drink. For me, the temples are even more beautiful in the distance. It's really hot today, huh? No kidding. I've got something for you. Come on. Great. Stay there. This is an ancient Egyptian remedy. Ah, Again. Great. That's wonderful. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's marvelous. Uh-huh. It's better than swimming. Okay, better now. Yes. That's it. Carlo. Yeah? 
come with me. I want to go and see the temple. Sure. Why not? Don't do anything that I wouldn't do. Uh, what are you thinking of? Your lost love? <laughs> Very funny. <laughs> Just who do you think you are? I don't know about me, but I know about you. What do you know about me? I know everything about you and Laura. Is that so? I have nothing to do with Laura, and you have nothing to do with her. You have a lot to do with her, you know? What happened between you and her after you left me in that bloody desert? <laughs> Any way you look at it, you'd uh, be better off alone. Okay, clever girl. Let's take a look in here. Laura can look after herself. She's beautiful and talented. Oh, boy. I made that girl with my camera. Oh, Carlo, you're such a great artist. You fucking sight more than you realize, my dear. Could you do the same for me, maybe? Come on, Cinderella, don't play the smart ass with me. I'm famous in Italy because I create like I did with that pile of shit over there. You don't understand one thing. I take something like a pile of shit with a beautiful girl on top and come up with something great. What you're laughing for? Don't you know that's pure art? Do you know what I think you are? Just you wait. Listen, come back here. I want to talk to you. And stop that stupid click click. Wait till I get my hands on you and I'll beat the shit out of you. Pia! Click click. I'll get you, you bitch! Come here! Come here! Regina, vieni qui! Se ti prendo te lo do io il click click! You bitch, you're nothing but a fucking That's right, isn't it? You're a lesbian and you don't want to admit it! Bastard! You bitch, you're just like the rest of your fucking family! Leave you fucked up! Try tear in the head! Here in the head! Huh? Huh? No. You bitch, you're nothing but a fucking is true, isn't it? You like women! So why don't you leave Laura alone then? Come on, you know that she's mine! You hear me now? You leave her alone, alone! Look there. They are nomads. They have no homes. Can I have a look, please, Carlo? Thanks. Nomads, huh? <laughs> what about us? Why don't we all go ashore? Where are the others? And what happened to Horatio? <laughs> He's disappeared, you know. Don't you know it's a ghost <laughs> ship? <laughs> oh, Hal, you'll come with us, won't you? You wouldn't let two poor girls go ashore alone, would you? All right, all right. Life is a dream. Life is a is dream. A dream. <laughs> and we are the stuff that dreams are made of. Sure, sure. Calderon and all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Here we will find the truth. I'm entering the realm of mysteries. This to the Egyptians was the place which in our churches is called the Sancta Sanctorum. Hey, tell you what, if I meet some handsome river god, I'll call you, Pete. Now is the winter of our discontent, made glorious summer by the sun of yore. 
and all the clouds that cloud upon our house. They wander the ruins of the temple while the Shakespeare speech continues, and the youngest daughter with the short hair wanders off by herself and sees her older sister throwing down with a couple of dudes in the dry dust. It gets a little rough, but it appears to be something that she's kind of into. I mean, she's giggling and moaning and seems like she's enjoying it, although the men don't really seem concerned whether she is or not. Yeah, but I think this is she, she, This is something she was looking for. So The men finish and then just wander off, and she stands up and makes seduction face that leads to our 10th clip. They went without saying thank you. Bastards. <laughs> they scratched and bit me all over. If you hadn't come along. But Pia, why aren't you shocked? Did you like it? In what way? Did you reach a climax? No. You never managed to, do you? No, but so what? It's my business. I do what I want to do and I enjoy myself. I'm 19 years old, and do you want to know how many men I've had? Not one. Oh, yeah? You think you know better than me? What do you need them for? Hmm? Wake up, Hal. We're going. You've had enough dreams. You go. I'm staying. No, don't. Come with us. I'm a sublime actor. And I want to die here, to be buried here. At the end of the ladies' discussion, the younger sister gestures her older sister's hands towards her pussy, and the old man gets all morose and verbose and Italian about the woes of his current life. And this philosophical debate is not in the English dub, so why include it here? Because it's just another cat fight over nothing that it spirals into. Basically, he is a failed actor and in denial about it, and whatever, this is fucking dumb. I just stopped taking notes about any of it. <laughs> they cut from this to the palace again. The crew arrives and are sitting around having a meal when they start some more existential bullshit. When the oldest daughter tries to make out with Laura in front of everyone and the photographer asshole wants to photograph it, then more existential bullshit talk where the mother demands the camera be put away. She goes on a diatribe about the meaning of life or some shit and then the cult guru played by Al Cliver joins in as they discuss life as a ritual or some shit. And then some entertainment is provided to them with even more kids singing even more songs as they stuff their fucking faces. This is the most filler-filled film since someone shot a turkey being stuffed. It's fucking That is boring. one thing I always say about Jimsner films, especially in Manuel series, if they try to even make it that, is they all are, there's a lot of fluff. There's a lot of, a lot of shit to cover. Now, all these movies could be an hour and 15 minutes, and they give us about 15 minutes of, of clutter. The kids leave, and fuck it, there's actual dialogue, and I don't want to write about it, that's our next small clip. My friends, I will make you sleep and dream, and the sleep of my eyes will give you at least once in all your lives the dreams that you really wanted. And each person will do what he really likes. Splendid, divine Horatio. Do to us everything you are capable of. This place is yours. It can be your palace of pleasure. Yes, Horatio, go on. Let's see what you can do. It's not all right with me. Come here and sit down. Crystal, don't give orders in my house. For tonight, Horatio is the king. We must obey him. For God's sake, don't give me all that garbage. You're just an old... See how I can cry? And there's still a great actor. Oh, you're such a boy, you know. 
each of them has a confession moment when the cult guru dude lays eyes on them. And for some reason, he forces Carlo to smash his camera. And the confessions continue with really serious prolonged shots of T-zones and flashes of bad editing. Thanks to fucking useless Bruno Mattei. Yeah. As Laura stands, <laughs> then then lays down on the floor as everyone seems to put their hands on her. But this is a vision of hers or something. And then she is nude in the vision and getting close to Al Cliver's cult leader, and none of this serves any fucking purpose at all, other than to pat out an already filler-filled film. Already filler-filled film. She is wandering around the fire, then bows to nothing but her vision, whatever that fucking means, because that's she's like taking a bow at something that she thinks is there but isn't. She states some sort of prayer to a fertility god of some sort. The archaeologist is dubious about it, stating the cult leader must wake her up, or she will, and that takes us to the 80-minute mark, and the rest is the race to the end of the fucking film. Let's just fucking kill it off. There's nothing to add to any of this fucking bullshit. Yeah, nope, let's end it. The race to the end starts where we left off in that stupid fucking ritual scene where Laura's vision now has a shit machine goat crying as she is now holding it. She holds it aloft, then grabs a knife and stabs at the goat as the goat blood spurts out. She drinks it and does another incantation, screams like it's the end of a fucking Fulci film, and then begins writhing around on the floor like it's the fucking exorcist where her dress then opens up and this is really where the film wants to spend its final moments yeah the archaeologist decides to state that this is all impossible i'm thinking it's fucking unwatchable except for laura's nudity and then laura grabs a torch and is finally stopped by carlo whom she does not recognize the abuser loses his victim and has the usual abuser meltdown the guru pulls his trick on the archaeologist and she succumbs to the scripted plot for a second, but is faking him out. She starts disco music and dances. No, seriously, that happens. And they spend like three fucking minutes of her doing the equivalent of the 90s running man dance without a single change, just moving around in a circle, doing something very similar to that for that same basic routine for three fucking minutes to the same riff on the same music. Three fucking minutes. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Just useless. She finally fucking stops the music after three minutes and then asks her mom if she is tired and then they can go somewhere tomorrow but they should call it an evening and then everyone just fucking leaves oh my fucking christ what a bunch of fucking bullshit yeah all the shit all the shittiest of shit the film cuts from that to them on the boat on the way to an egyptian holy site of some sort as a matter of fact and that leads to our 12th clip great stone pharaoh with his wife at his feet you'd like that horatio wouldn't you to be able to have a little woman in love with you, all meek, just waiting for your orders. Just like the statue. You're right. Absolutely right. I want to visit this temple with you, Crystal. Just for once, don't abandon me. I've been always overawed by Ramses. More than a king, he must be a god. And no one ever told him to wake up. Because he was dreaming. Hey, you see, Crystal? The ancient kings still have their subjects. See that? It looks like the tourists have taken over. I told you, Magda. Well, let's go and have a look inside. Let's do a little tourism ourselves. Where are you going, Pia? To the other one. Here. I want to be close to you. Sure. I want to be with you. I always wanted that. Always? Let's go away together. I don't care about the others. But aren't you supposed to be a mystic? You know, calling up those spirits and things. Are you or aren't you? 
what about those kids waiting for you to lead them to the holy place? Who told you that? Mommy. And she says she will kill you if you leave her. Coming here, going there, it's all the same. We only want to run away. From what? Everything, except you. I should like to stay with you. To be together with you. Take it all. After this, the pair get naked and throw down inside the temple, it seems. She stops to tell him to leave and start over, but then they get back to the fucking again, and there is a full-blown nudity from both actors, so some equal time there that they get. So that's a thank you movie for if you're into whatever those parts that they were displaying. And they, yeah. they cut from that to our penultimate clip. Just where are Pia and Horatio? They just went to see the other temple. They asked us to wait for them. They will be back right now. That bloody bitch is having it off with that bastard. Come on, leave them alone. You had your chance already. Fucking hypocrite, phony. That's why she came here. I should have guessed it. Crystal, dear, what are you afraid of? What can Pia do to you? Listen, Mommy. Horatio has made love to you so many times. To me, too. So why lose your cool? What's happened? With Pia, it's different. She'll take him away. And I'll be left alone like her father did. It's not fair. Go on, tell her. I'm going away with Pia. We love each other. That's the way it has to be, so don't fight it. Go on, tell her that you never loved her, that it was all pretense, and that you were just trying to run away from yourself and from everything. It was nice until now between us, but now it's all over, so forget it. You came here to ruin me. You had it all planned. Your father sent you, didn't he? You're all against me, but I'll show you what. I'll get my own back. The woman climbs to the top of the cliff and then begins monologuing. I'm not fucking writing that down. So that's our final clip. <laughs> Horatio, I'm going to throw myself down. It's between me or her. You got to decide. Go on, mommy. Jump if you've got nothing better to do. I tell you, it'll be on your conscience. It'll all be your fault. Okay, okay. What are you waiting for? The fan club's watching. <laughs> Come on, mommy. Make the big jump. Go your hero. Well, it looks like we are the losers. I'm sorry, Horatio. I'm going away by myself. Goodbye, Mommy. I'll see you After the woman leaves, we see her walking into the sunset and stripping down with Laura Gemser. They're both fucking nude. What a waste of great fucking nudity. And they finally roll fucking credits. Uh, for fuck's sakes, what a waste of a fucking movie. I got nothing else to add to it, and all we have to really do is come up with a fucking story time. I'm just glad it's fucking over. Um, yeah, Jesus Christ, we had to get out of that one. Yeah, uh, you'd be better we're, off. To don't worry, at- we're, we're going to get ready to tear into next week a little something more your speed. <laughs> yeah, I'm feeling fine about that. So um, mm-hmm. I don't, we, like I said, when we do the story time stuff, we don't ever really have to make it actually match up to the film. Um, neither yeah. one of us has been on a sex tour in Egypt, so I don't know how we would anyway. So. So, <laughs> um, I guess some people just need to fucking speak for themselves, don't they? <laughs> I'm sorry. I did assume a lot. I'm about getting ready life. to regale you with a tale of nothing but ass and Egypt. That's it. <laughs> well, I look forward to that after we take this little break and listen to social distortion with the song faithless. And then we're going to hear that story, whatever it is right after this. <laughs>
So that is Social Distortion with Faithless, which if you listen to the lyrics, actually really, really fits with a lot of the stuff that was actually happening in this fucking movie. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. No, it makes sense. It, that works. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see if we can have something that makes sense and works in our story time. <laughs> time okay so there's a lot of relationship dynamics and judgy judgy talking and the mistreatment of other people that no one does anything about so there is a lot of things that we could talk about that we may have experienced or been a part of in this film but i don't really foresee it being egypt and ass like you promised well anyway uh i was on this sex trip to egypt <laughs> and i was just fucking I numerous thought different it would people happen to me uh with no condoms because you know fuck that shit those don't even exist i think these are uh, all becoming clips. Uh, and uh, yeah, just uh, had a bunch of carefree sex in Egypt and uh, nothing bad ever happened to anybody. <laughs> uh, there you go. There's, uh, all right. <laughs> nothing bad happened to nobody. <laughs> no diseases no were passed to anybody no, ever. No, no diseases. No one got pregnant. It was just perfect. <laughs> uh, God. All right. So anyway, yeah, by every time everyone's listening to this, uh, everyone, is, it's going to be Thanksgiving has come and gone. And I always like this story about Thanksgiving, my first Thanksgiving home after I left for college. So I've not been home for like three months, right? And uh, my dad is cooking the turkey for Thanksgiving dinner. He's, he's got it out on a grill and uh, he's uh, I believe he was smoking it. And my sister came home as well. She had not been living at home for a while. So really both kids at home after, you know, both of us living uh, uh, away. And my dad came in and got a little miffy because he couldn't find nothing. <laughs> And uh, he was trying to find the turkey baster. And then he yelled out, I can't find, where's the goddamn turkey baster? And he goes, goddamn kids, what'd you do with the turkey baster? And my sister and I looked at each other. I'm a <laughs> freshman in college. My sister is it's quite a few years older than I am. So it's like, we just looked at each other. We haven't even been home. So he bitched and moaned that he couldn't find the turkey baster. I don't think he ever was able to find it. But now every Christmas or every Thanksgiving when we all get together, we give him a turkey baster. <laughs> So you're roasting your dad with a collection of turkey basters from here on out. Pretty much, yeah. And then we always go, where's the goddamn turkey baster? (laughs) (laughs) Holy fucking shit. So there you go. That plus my super awesome uh, sex story about Egypt probably filled us completely with time. (laughs) (laughs) Totally true. Not made up, by the way, story about the sex trip to Egypt. Totally true. Not made up. I know every time I tell a story that sounds like a humble brag and that it's 100% the truth, I persist and keep saying that it's the truth over and over again with very big details that I don't give you. Totally the truth. Um, You don't know any of the people. They went to a different school. So, okay. (laughs) The girl friend lives in canada she she lives from niagara falls man i don't know what the fuck you want yeah uh okay so my story time this week is roughing it in a place having sexual intercourse that you probably shouldn't when you're somewhat roughing it oh yeah what'd you do (laughs) okay so this is probably i'm 16, 17? Yeah. 17, 17. It would, I would have 17. been 17 at the time. Yeah. Okay. I'm trying to remember when it was because like things happen in a weird order for me sex wise. Um, 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, all right. So I'm I'm 17 at the time, and I have a job where I have to travel around the country and work in a taco stand. It's like a Tex-Mex style Mexican burritos and tacos, like hard some hard shell tacos, some burritos, like like salads, things like that. But it's like really, really like flavorless stuff. Like when I say Tex-Mex, I mean it, it takes out a lot of the flavor for everything, and it's primarily we go to concerts we did car shows i did carnivals all sorts of stuff i was a traveling carny all right yeah um i worked at this job from the time i was i think i had to get a special permission slip signed but the guy paid me under the table so it was still child labor and illegal anyway uh i was fucking 14 and i used to work 20 hour days for this guy i would go away oh, on yeah. weekends and work 20 hour days in these stands like just busting my ass for paid under the table minimum wage right just so mm-hmm. just so he could get away with exploiting us all. Uh, but anyway, uh, part of it was I got to go to all of these different places and I'm at this bluegrass festival of all places, right? And not just a bluegrass festival, Matt, but a Christian bluegrass festival, right? Oh God, the fun never starts. <laughs> now, one of the places that I have to sleep is in a box truck that has a bunch of shelves on it that the guy straps in the boxes of chips and all of this other stuff to haul it to wherever we need to go. It's like a former uh, U-Haul sized box truck. You know what I mean? Like your average U-Haul, you would see somebody renting a movie and he built like a set of four shelves that once the boxes are cleared off, you then throw your sleeping bag on and that's where you sleep at night whenever you're not working 20 hours. Mm. So that's good stuff. That's where I spent a bulk of my summertime sweating my ass off and nearly dying at trying to go to sleep after working long hours at night. Anyway, I'm at this bluegrass festival uh, and a Christian bluegrass festival at that and I start getting noticed by a couple of different girls here and there and they keep coming back to my stand to order various food and things like that and uh, they expanded out what it was that we sold one of the things that we sold at the time was potatoes right like uh, like fr- fries uh, yeah. baked potatoes all of that stuff so they would have these things baking all of the potatoes They would we would be doing the fries like I'd be slicing them with a slicing machine in the background and doing all of that kind of work and when I was doing that, because I wasn't in the kitchen and it was fucking hot, I would take my uniform off and I had just my like uh, tank top shirt on underneath while I was doing this yeah. with my arms out. Right. And so I was getting noticed and girls were coming to check me out. Uh, I was kind of buff. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I wasn't sleeping. I didn't do a lot of eating because I didn't have a lot of time. I was working 20 hours and, you know, I was doing a lot of like lifting and dumping of buckets of shit, like potatoes and everything. So I was getting pretty yeah. beefy. Anyway, mm-hmm. one of these girls notices me and starts talking to me and we kind of start hitting it off. And somewhere in the night during uh, the festival, they would switch from music to a sermon and then everybody had to shut down their stands because the sermons couldn't be interrupted. Well, we all got to knock off and relax. Everybody decided that they were going to go somewhere else and the box truck was open and so I proceeded to start fooling around with this young lady that liked me in the box truck on my bunk with just a sleeping bag and that really bad wedge board, uh, flake board uh, type plywood that goes over top like they use for subfloors. You know what I'm talking about? It flakes up real easy. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So we start getting things going. Some things are moving around, some hands are going places, and then all of a sudden the flake board starts coming up through 
<laughs> the sleeping bag and into our backs, our sides, wherever we're positioned. And we get a lot of different pricks and blood and stuff starts coming into place with this. Like there's, we're, we're getting splinters through my sleeping bag yeah. from this thing flaking off. And it completely kills the mood. It completely kills the vibe. We both just start laughing about it. And then like, it's done. It's over with. She sneaks out of the truck yeah. and goes and finds her family. But every time I see her walking around the festival after that, when we're done fooling around, she points to some of the little spots where she had the, the some of the splinters, you know, and just kind of winks at me and giggles. And that was kind of like the rest of my weekend. <laughs> nice. Good times. <laughs> so there you go. That's, that's, a- that's fooling around in a place that uh, is not the most comfortable and nef- definitely not that safe like we saw in this film. Yeah. The back of a Volkswagen? <laughs> <laughs> no, not quite that uncomfortable. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that's good then. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, you know, a flaky chipboard shelf that uh, you shouldn't really be squirming around on or that you shouldn't force a fucking 17-year-old to sleep on, let alone yeah. 15 and 14 year old that I've been working for that guy that long. Yeah. That's also some horse shit. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, anyway, what's really funny is um, a couple days at the very end of the festival or whatever, um, her mother comes over to like speak with me and to get to know me and like wants to kind of talk with me because she noticed that her daughter and I were kind of talking and flirty and everything, but obviously had no idea what was going on. So Yeah. Right. And she really, really liked me. <laughs> she she liked me. What's what's wrong with that? <laughs> I was actually really shocked. So there we go. Um, that's gonna wrap up fucking story time. Let's go ahead and get the fuck out of this fucking show. What do you say? Yeah, let's get the fuck out of here. All right, we're gonna play the ending Legion promo, and then immediately after that, on the private radio edit, we're gonna have stabbing westward with falls apart right after this. If you enjoyed this show, then make sure you check out the other great shows on the Legion Podcast Network, like Cinema Psyops, Cinema Beef, Devour the Podcasts. Duncan and Bo Come Correct, Exploding Heads Horror Movie Podcast, Friday the 13th, Get Slayed, The Hell Ming Power Hour, Hello, This is the Doom Show, Hero Hero Ghost Show, Kill the Cast, Underwater Kaiju from Outer Space, Jerry Hates Action, Legion After Dark, Metal Health, Obsessive Cinema, Discourse, Pick 6 Movies, The Podcast by the Cemetery, The Podcast on Haunted Hill, The Psycho Semantic Podcast, Rick Radio, House of Wax, Dude Looks Like the 80s, Rabbit and Red Radio, The Shadecast, Short Bus Cinema, Two Drink Minimum Commentaries, The VD Clinic, Who Will Survive Horror Podcast, and Which Versus the Doomsday Clock. With such a widespread of shows, there is guaranteed to be a niche for you to fall in love with. Horror, politics, movies, books, sex, music, commentaries, health, video games, kaiju, action, news, comedy, and opinions that would most likely get you killed in some parts of the world. We are proud to bring you some of the best podcasting in the world. Check us out at www.legionpodcast.com, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, and any other dark corner of the internet where podcasts can be found.
Oh, Stabbing Westward. The soundtrack for anyone who's ever had their heart just broken and ripped out of their chest and then shown to them as they slowly die in misery. Yeah, just sadness. <laughs> that's Sad. What it's, that's what it's all about. Well, if you'd like to find the other instances where I may or may not have played Stabbing Westward and then talk shit about the band that I actually still really like because I was them <laughs> with that heartache, uh, you can find those previous 431 instances at legionpodcasts.com forward slash cinema dash slash dash podcast. I'm, of course, available on the Legion Discord chat, although not many people are really looking for me a lot out there, but, you know, I'm I'm cool. I'm here. I'm a, on social media. I'm on Facebook as Court PsyOps. Uh, here's the meme rundowns. Goes first to the cinema underscore PsyOps Instagram feed, which immediately gets shared to the cinema PsyOps Facebook page, and then also to the Facebook group. And I'm sitting here wondering maybe I should just record all of this so I don't have to repeat it, and then we could just get to the part where everybody wants to hear where I say, kick the fuck out of this week and make it your bitch while you listen to Lard with the song Faith, Hope, and Treachery. Yeah. All right, so you're here, so let's do this then. Recording in progress. There we go, and... And you're hearing that, so I got my clips, I'm ready to rock. I got my notes, I'm ready to rock. I have my drugs, I'm ready to rock. I have a job, I'm ready to rock. Yeah. (laughs) Good for you. Yeah. All right, let me close the door to my office while the uh, theme song plays in the background and uh, get started and then uh, take a couple hits and we'll rock on uh, Black Velvet. Three, two, one. Hang on a second, I gotta shrink this fucking thing down so I can still read it, but also actually use the scroll bar. Okay, three, two, one. Then we are treated to her bathing and demanding incest be cast. Incest, listen to me, that's a Freudian fucking slip. Yeah, what are you doing? doing? Three, two, one. Fuck. Whatever. (laughs) We'll just fucking skip it. It doesn't fucking matter. Fuck all of this bullshit. I just want to fucking change the color of this fucking thing that I use to mark where I'm at so that I don't lose where I'm fucking at. And I need to do that just really fucking quick. That's why I'm doing this fucking bullshit to be a fucking outtake to fill the time. There we go. Three, two, one. A lot of fucking going around around here. (sighs) Yeah, both in the movie and coming out of my mouth with the uh, way that I use that word as a transitional phrase. Uh, Three, two. You had a lot lot of fucking coming out of your mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Three, two, one. Whatever, we're just gonna fucking skip that too. Doesn't fucking matter. Damn. Three, two, Keep one. Everything. Fuck, I missed one. God damn it. See how I can cry? Ooh, that came out of nowhere. That's a stabbing word. Oh, you're such a boy, you know. Court fix clip 11. It has a fucking homophobic slur in it. You missed, you worthless piece of shit. Three, I two. Mean, I think you're being a little hard on yourself, but okay, buddy. Okay. <laughs> Three, two, one.
I'm sitting here wondering maybe I should just record all of this so I don't have to repeat it, and then we can just get to the part where everybody wants to hear, where I say, kick the fuck out of this week and make it your bitch <laughs> while you listen to Lard with the song Faith, Hope, and Treachery. All right, that's it. We're good. Woo! <laughs> all right, I'm thinking uh, quick break and then uh, back to it for the second recording, right? Yeah, I think so. All right, we'll just do like a quick fiver. Yeah, sounds good to me, man. Recording stopped.